and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants, and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hi moms, thanks for joining. I have an amazing guest for us today, Stephanie Pauls with The Candy Cloud. First, the mission of Two Mom is to Love is to support, encourage, and empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us and subscribe, share, and follow. Welcome to our community. I am thrilled to have Stephanie with me on the show today. I met Stephanie through a local event and discovered she is a mom, a nurse, and has an amazing side hustle. She has a cotton candy business. And the name of her business, like I said, is The Candy Cloud. And I am so excited that she agreed to be on the show with me today. Thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. It's an absolute pleasure. Hey, Mary. Yes, great to chat with you again. Like you mentioned, we got to meet at a previous event, two events, and I'm so grateful to have your support because fellow mom entrepreneurs need that. We need to root for each other. So I genuinely appreciate that. I would like to hear more about how this all came to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. So I became a registered nurse in 2009. Some of my um, experience included uh, rehab nursing, which was really great. I did a little bit of pediatric psych and then some acute traveling dialysis. But I really, I think I found my niche with case management. So for the last 10 years, I've been working in case management for a company uh, that provides services for injured workers. And in the last five of those years, I've been like a senior clinical team lead, they call it. So I have a team of nurses that assist injured workers. Um, being able to work from home has afforded me the opportunity to start my own business. So that's kind of what helped me in, in forming the Candy Cloud. Um, what motivated me first to start the Candy Cloud was actually planning my daughter's birthday a couple of years ago. I didn't have the biggest birthday parties myself, so I think I go a little over the top at times. That's what my husband would say, at least. Um, <laughs> and one year we had a bounce house. We had a face painter, and she did the balloon animals for the kids. And I said to my husband, I was like, I really want cotton candy. I feel like that goes with the vibe that I'm doing this year. But I had a really difficult time in like locating someone in our area that was doing cute cotton candy favors. And so I thought, like, do I buy my own cotton candy machine? But if I do, like, I kind of have to do more than just this party. Like, that's what I told myself. I'm not going to invest the money in purchasing this machine just to have it in the basement. But a couple years go by, and I kept putting it off. Then in December of 2022, my father-in-law passed away from cancer pretty quickly, too. Um, and so shortly after the new year, I felt very motivated to just take a chance. I, I told myself there's no point in pushing something off till tomorrow when there's a no promise that tomorrow is actually coming for me. So I was like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I'm just going to try. So really the final motivation was from my father-in-law passing, but it's been so much fun. You know, it's, it's been worth that risk or that uncertainty 
uh, and just, you know, saying what, what is there to lose really? Let's do something fun. When you realize that every day is a gift and we can do, you know, we can do anything we want to with it. I mean, obviously everything that we have to do as a mom, as a wife and all of that, but also at the same time, embracing Mm -hmm. the present moment. And if there are goals or are things that we want to do, confidence in yourself. Yes. I, that word came to my mind too, because I was like, my father-in-law kind of gave me that confidence and just saying, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to try. Yeah. And I love that. And I recently had looked up the, essentially like the etymology of the word confidence. And it actually means to trust, which I thought was really interesting. Like it comes from the word to trust. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, trusting in yourself and in, like you're saying, like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, it's just, you know, kind of seeing where this takes you and Mm -hmm. just embracing it. And I love it. I mean, everything you do, it's so passionate. Like, I really thought like you would have been like doing this since you were, you know, like, a child you were you just well, like, I've been eating it <laughs> I've been eating it since I was a child <laughs> but making it yeah actually spinning it myself and like coming up with these cute designs that's something that's new to me but again I had this site this idea and thought I think I have something to offer to this space because I'm by no means like the first individual to create little cotton candy papers I love she's Jen from the the pixie cart. She's been doing this for a few years and shout out to her. Not that she needs my support because she has, she's so good and she's so kind. And, and when you get inspired by someone else, but feel like you have something else to add to that space, I think that's awesome. You know, why not have, you know, multiple people contributing to this? You know what I mean? This, so we have something to offer uh, the com- our communities. So that's incredible. I love it. And how, yeah. Do you feel like since you've been doing it for a little bit now, do you feel like your cup is filled, like you're able to do something for yourself? Oh, for sure. One, alleviate some of the stress that moms feel in planning parties, just like I did when I was trying to coordinate all the stuff for my daughter, um, because they're, they don't necessarily know how to go about making it themselves, like even some of the designs. So when they're trusting me, with adding to their event, whether it's a birthday or I just did a quinceanera or a bridal shower, baby shower, I feel really, that fills my cup, like you said, because I feel like I'm contributing to their memory, to their special event. Mm -hmm. Um, I also love, what I love about cotton candy too, is it's allergen free, you know, it's sugar. (laughs) So you're not risking the nut allergy, the gluten intolerance, the dairy allergy that so many kids that we're finding, you know, can't enjoy all the same treats that everyone's having at the birthday party cotton candy generally speaking can be consumed by most people you know what I mean unless you're talking about maybe it's too many like sugar content or it's elevating their glucose thinking as a nurse (laughs) you know maybe they're diabetic that sort of thing but you know in terms of allergens it's like that's a great like universal treat for most people to enjoy and that that's something else I love about cotton candy specifically when I think about my, some fun childhood memories, there is something so like novel about it. Mm -hmm. And to see the kids like light up, like their eyes light up. And yes, the adults get excited too. I love that. I absolutely love seeing the response to Mm -hmm. it. And to your point, there's nothing else like cotton candy, right? Like what else are you eating that's spun into this little fluffy cloud? Nothing. (laughs) 
I will say there's a spectrum of people though. There's people that love it like me and just can't get enough. And then there's those that are, find it creepy almost. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> they, yeah. I, I have a couple friends that are like, it's like spider webs. It creeps me out. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. It's cotton candy. Oh my gosh. What I'll put on this podcast is like a poll for our listeners to say, uh-huh. do you like cotton candy or not? Like, does it make you think of spider I better webs? see some cards. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like, What's your favorite flavor? Like, what is your favorite flavor that you've made? Birthday cake, hands down. It's so funny. So many people were like, there are flavors? You know, when they're inquiring with me about an order, I'll say, what what flavor do you want? I have, and they're astonished by the fact that I offer flavors. I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't, you know, the seventies. We have multiple variety of cotton candy for you. But birthday cake, it spins white, the one that I buy, Mm -hmm. the one that I order, and actually, most of my most of my flavors um, use non artificial dyes. I do have some that are kind of the classic cotton candy mm-hmm. that are, are more pigmented. Um, but birthday cake, the one that I order, doesn't use any artificial dyes and it spins white, but it's so good. Mm. And it's perfect for birthdays when you have yeah. yeah least favorite. I'll tell you right now. I tried it once. It was mimosa. It was supposed to be mimosa. And I was super excited. Uh And it tastes like a Flintstone vitamin from like 1992. (laughs) Awful. I could taste that right now. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Like, don't even. I was like, this is bad. I can't believe I was so excited about this. I was kind of excited when you said that. But yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Womp womp. <laughs> Mimosa was not meant to be a cotton candy flavor. It reminds me of what is it, like the original Willy Wonka. I haven't seen all of the versions, but like with the wallpaper or whatever. And they're uh-huh. like, which one's the best? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad the most one. Most popular? My most popular. Anytime I go to an event, everyone wants blue raspberry. Oh. Like I can't have enough blue raspberry on okay. hand. Yeah. And is it the one that gets like no love is great for whatever reason. I wonder why. I mean, like, yeah, if you have the choice between blue blue raspberry and grape, but I guess blue raspberry does have a little bit of like pizzazz. I don't know. It's the popular one. (laughs) That's great. And, you know, as you're talking, it makes me think about like when I think of just cotton candy in general, like I can't help just to smile and to think like you were saying about childhood and play. And I think that's so underrated in our lives and to just yeah. Yeah, embrace that and embrace our inner child and see children, you know, see our kids, see our kids, friends, like having fun, but also kind of getting in there with them and being like, yeah, I'm going to have a cotton candy too. And we're all going to enjoy this together yes. and enjoy ourselves. It is okay to indulge in something that's simple and brings you joy. And if that's cotton candy on a stick, because that's pretty much the experience that everyone enjoys, you know, is eating it off the stick, fresh out of the little spinner, go for it. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's so fun. (laughs) Yes, it really is. I mean, I remember when my kids saw you in your cart, like just Uh how, yeah, like, like we were saying, like their eyes light up and just, oh my gosh, look at it being made. I know my son, he loves to learn how things are made. And so he was just fascinated mm-hmm. by watching it being spun. And like, oh, yeah. how do you like juggle all of it? Cause you're a mom, you're a nurse and also you yeah. have this business. So it has been at times difficult, but I think this is where, you know, if something is really speaking to your soul and you're passionate about it. And that might sound weird to people because it's cotton candy, right? Like who could be super passionate about this? But I think for me, it's really a creative outlet too, yeah. because I've always been kind of like an imaginative, creative person since I was a little kid. So I like mm. 
what can I create with this? So as tired as I get, and most of the time when I'm working on an order, I don't go to bed before 2 a.m. Um, and it, what fuels me, though, is the fact that I'm going through this process and I'm my own boss and I can take on as many orders as I want and I can say no and carve out time for my family as I need to. Yeah. So I think that kind of fuels me in terms of finding time. I don't necessarily I'm not the best at juggling it yet. Usually I'm losing sleep, but I I for now, within this first year of me being in business, I feel comfortable with that because one, I'm not willing to give up the time with my daughter during the day when she's awake. So it has to be done when she's in bed. Mm-hmm. Usually I enjoy going on the treadmill. That's like kind of a me time, like self-care. I like walking on my treadmill, mm-hmm. which means I'm not getting to orders until nine o'clock. And it's a big process. If anyone's made cotton candy before, it's a messy process. It's It flies everywhere. I mean, it's a full hour beforehand to clean and then afterwards, not counting the time that I'm actually like compiling materials and and making the items for my clients. So it's difficult, I'll admit, to juggle. But right now, I think I'm just so motivated by what I'm doing and seeing the response from my clients that it's worth it still. Mm. I love how you bring out your creative side with it. I mean, I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And I want to make sure... When I post our episode on social media that I have pictures of all the, just, you have such fun (laughs) creations and I really can see that. Yeah. I really try. And, you know, my mom and my sister are very artistic and talented and I've kind of always been the one that lagged behind in that department. Mm -hmm. You know, I have very elementary level skills in that area. Um, So it's fun to even kind of push myself and, the nice thing about making stuff for kids is that it can have a childish appearance. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't have to look like I printed it off a cricket, which I don't have. Everything you see that I make, aside from stickers, I've hand drawn myself. Mm. Um, and then I have to cut it out individually and make sure they all look as even and symmetrical as possible so that it's like presentable for someone that's actually ordering it from me. So a lot of heart goes into what I do. I promise. I, I feel like it's such a privilege to have other, mostly moms. I'll say it's mostly moms that reach out to me. Um, so I, I take that seriously and I want to give them the best that I can offer. What advice do you have for mom entrepreneurs out there or moms that are thinking about maybe starting their own business? I would say first, if you're considering it, just go for it. There, There's not, I would say, so long as you're willing to take a little bit of a financial risk. I wouldn't say go, you know, go outside of your means to pursue something, but in terms of what's the worst that could happen by trying, there's not really that much that could go wrong. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay to say, Hey, I'm going to take a step back or revisit this later. But probably the biggest piece that I would say for anyone that is a mom who is starting a small business is avoid comparison because comparing ourselves to anyone else is taking away our own joy. Mm. You know, when you start to compare, you feel like you're missing out on things or you're not as good as the girl in the lane next to you. And it's not a contest. Your path and your journey is not going to be parallel with anyone else's. And even people that are more established, sometimes they may see someone that's newer to that space, whatever, party space, balloons, cookies, cakes, whatever, 
and they feel like, oh, this is a new person and they're gaining popularity and are they going to take any clients from me? Don't worry about that sort of pettiness. Feelings are natural and it's okay to feel at times like uncertain or even jealous. It's okay. But as long as you acknowledge that and you realize that your journey and your endeavors are not going to mirror anyone else's, mm -hmm. I think that's the way that you're going to have that healthy balance. You know, it's okay to feel competitive at times, so long as you understand that your, your results and your end product isn't going to be identical to anyone else's. Mm. When you're comparing yourself to anyone else, you're going to tend to be hypercritical of your own product, you know, of what, what you're creating. When in, I mean, for me, I've been doing this, gosh, sometime in March, it'll be the one year mark. I don't have an exact date because I just kind of like made a Facebook profile and was like, let's see how this goes. So I don't know the exact date, but it'll be sometime next month. And it's like crazy to me to think how far I've come, but I would hate for anyone else that would try to do what I'm doing to think, oh, if I don't have, you know, this many sales or, you know, live events or something by the one year mark, I'm pretty much failing. It's like, I, I have a job where I can have this time to accommodate for my business, you know, after hours. And I have one child. I'm telling you, I do this to myself too, in terms of comparison. And I have to remind myself, I'll say, wow, she has three kids. How does she do it? You know, she has four kids and a set of twins or something. And you just feel less than, and that doesn't make me any less of a mom or less of a woman, or, you know, I'm a nurse, but I don't work in the emergency department. Does that make me less of a nurse? No. Like we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. That, yes, absolutely. And embrace like imperfection. I feel like we, mm -hmm. we have our own journey and we have our own story. And that's what's so beautiful about it. As a musician, I mean, I play the flute, which I don't as much anymore. That was what I was supposed to do when I was younger. Shouldn't be actually playing a flute for y'all. That's what I like. <laughs> but um which I, I love it. I mean, I love everything I learned um, and my professors and all were incredible. And it reminds me of that comparison with, especially in the music world, like we're trained to be perfect. And recently, like I was thinking about that because when I was giving a talk, it reminded me of performing music. And I remember being just so critical of everything I was saying, being like, okay, I messed that up. I was supposed to say this, but no one notices that. And I remember in music, the same thing. Like I remember I accidentally taped my music too close together and I couldn't get the page turned fast enough. And I was yeah. mortified. And afterwards people were like, oh, I didn't notice that at all. We're our own worst critics. Yeah. We need to ease up on that. <laughs> It's so great mm -hmm. to be able to talk to other moms and to know that we all can relate to that. We all know, like, for example, right now I'm going to edit it out, hopefully if I can. I don't know <laughs> if the listeners can hear it, but I have, like, my kids ba banging on the piano in the background and one of them is, like, screeching a song. Right. And, like, I'm glad that they're, yeah. <laughs> like, giving us a little performance. But at the same time, it's, like, embracing that imperfection. There was this one content creator. I love watching your videos. And if I could think of what her at is, I would mention it, but I can't think of it. She's so sweet. I think she's got five kids. And she says, whenever she is beating herself up and being hard on herself, she reminds herself that if it was her friend saying these things to her, she would be comforting her and rooting her on and saying, you're doing your best. And so she said, talk to yourself like you would talk to your dear friend. And so that's what I've been reminding myself and yeah. my, my best friend, you know what I mean? My closest friend, she'll sometimes feel, you know, inadequate in certain ways, like all of us do. And I'm like, 
what would you say if I said this to you? You know what I mean? You, you would be telling me I'm doing great. So we have to kind of remind ourselves that internal voice should be a little kinder. Yeah, absolutely. I love to say the five to one comparison, like John Gottman talks about that with marriages, but also it's like our, our self-compassion, the talk we give to ourselves. Like if we have one negative mental thought about ourselves, try to counteract it with five positives. And that's so much easier said than done, but Five seems like like a lot. Five (laughs) seems like a lot. I've almost, to be honest, I I have not been able to get to five unless I like really have to sit myself down. Like when I'm talking about it right now, it's like, oh, I can think of three. But when you're forced to get to that number, it's like, okay, now I really got (laughs) to, like, I brushed my teeth today and I I lost yesterday. (laughs) And if that's what it is, then okay, whatever. You know what I mean? But at least it's like counteracting something Mm -hmm. negative or, you know, because it's just so, I think those thoughts, at least for some of us, um, I feel like most of us just, it's so easy to think about what is going to go wrong or what could go wrong. What, Mm -hmm. how am I less than than someone else? One other question about just like some fun cotton candy things. Find fun that you like sharing with people. Well, honestly, the small talk that I try to make, like if I'm doing a live event and people are coming up and they're just kind of watching me, they'll ask, you know, how is it done? And I always let people know that it was invented by a dentist. It was originally called, I think, Candy Floss. Um, And yeah, that's pretty interesting. (laughs) The dentist decided to work for the other side. He needed more patience. I don't know, but he decided to go for the sugar side. <laughs> Maybe he didn't need more patience. Like, cabins just aren't coming in quick enough. <laughs> but yeah, I let everybody know that when they come up to the cart, that's one of the small talk I make. And people will ask me, you know, how does it work? Like, what are you putting in that spinning portion? And it's called a spinning head. And it's just the sugar granules that's usually flavored, sometimes dyed. Um, that melts so rapidly. Like if you see me at an event, I'm usually sweating because it gets to like 350, 60 degrees or so. Um, and Mm. as it's spinning, it melts the sugar, the sugar comes out and tries to recrystallize, but it cools off too rapidly and then becomes stringy. So it doesn't become the actual sugar granules again, as it's spinning and mixing with the air, it becomes that airy texture. So that's what I've gathered from Google. And that's what I share with everybody when they come up and ask. I want to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you and contact you um, and be able to see everything that you're creating. Oh, yeah. So the most common way that people contact me uh, for orders or inquiries is my Insta, which is at the underscore candy underscore cloud. Um, or I'm the Candy Cloud on Facebook, or they can always email me at thecandycloud@yahoo.com. That's great. I'll put all of that information in the show notes. And Thanks. I have to ask, how did you come up with the name The Candy Cloud? I was sitting on the couch. It was so random because I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to do cotton candy. And I think he asked me, well, what are you going to call it? And I just spit it out. I just said the candy cloud. I didn't think twice about it. I, I thought cotton candy looks like a cloud. I could picture the logo that I wanted. I wanted it to be pink and kind of like ombre with like sparkles. I was like, I got it. I already know it's going to be the candy cloud. And then when I went to like register my LLC, I, I wanted it to be the candy cloud. And 
little, I mean, this is me being naive. Yeah, that's taken. <laughs> you know, there's candy cloud, there's the candy. So my LLC is the pink candy cloud. So it's like my logo LLC, but yeah, I just go by the candy cloud. <laughs> and my sister's a very talented artist. So I hire her to do some of the artwork for me. Like she, she'll make my, and I pay her because artists just don't get enough appreciation. People mm. always want to oh, can you do this for me? Like as a favor, because they're like, it's just this natural skill that you have, but she spends a lot of time creating her pieces. And so for my, when I did my giveaway, when I did my out of office, my sister designs all those, you know, I hire her to make those for me so that my things are unique for my brand. And it's not just something that I found, you know, on Google images or something. Um, And then I get to also have my sister help me with something that's really important to me favorite creation you had or the kids really like to look at is there anything in particular or oh one of my favorites that I made was when I did and you would have to scroll back if you're looking for this but it was you know Gabby's dollhouse I can't remember what his name is there oh my gosh I can't think of what the character's name is but he has the white ears and one has like a little black spot I can't think of what it's candy I think do your kids watch Gabby okay so I think Pandy is the character I made those little ears that was one of my favorites But I also, for um, my dear friend's sister, I did a baby shower theme and I had little bears holding a bunch of balloons that was sitting on top of the cotton candy cups. And that took forever, but it was worth it in the end because I loved the way it turned out. And when it was all displayed, it just looked adorable. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. You know, Stephanie, just um, a quick note that I was just thinking, I just, it's fun, like these kind of creative things. I just really find it incredible, like the storytelling that mm-hmm. I'm just like thinking as you're talking where, and I feel like our listeners can too, like remembering, like, what did our birthday cakes look like when we were younger yeah. and all this? And I just like randomly remembered, like my mom, she loved cake decorating and she would do that like for many years for our parties. And I always just loved looking at it like how the creation came to be. I enjoy the challenge of even like when someone gives me a theme, what am I going to do with it? You know, one of the most, the gosh, one of the most recent orders, it was just from this weekend. uh, They wanted a wolf theme, wolf, because the little girl's favorite animal is a wolf. And I was like, what am I going to do with wolf? And so her mom was like, well, she really liked the Hello Kitty cups that you did with the white ears. And so I'm like, right. Okay. Wolves are gray, right? Like I can work with this, right? And I'm like going to Michael's, looking at different materials. Like how can I create a wolf as opposed to like a gray cat? So we'll see if I post it. The little girl loved it, but I'm, I'm again, I'm critical of myself and I'm like, does this look like a wolf or does it look like a gray cat? <laughs> That's awesome. I love how you have that canvas where you're like, okay, yeah. let me, let me do that. And yeah, kids like love anything, but I could see how you are always like, okay, how can I make it look a bit more like this? Wolfy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know like my, oh gosh, my kids would like, what is it? An alicorn and a, uh-huh. some other kind of random, oh, sea dragon. And I'm like, I don't know where yeah. you guys are coming. Maybe there's some show or something that I, that Probably. they heard it from or school, but it's like a unicorn no an alicorn mom (laughs) get it right (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) can you do dinosaur so far the only dinosaur one I ever created was using those cute little cupcake toppers it's like an edible sugar thing you know that I put on top that was the only time I had a request to make something with a dinosaur and they liked it and I did kind of I think I did um where I'll do two colors and one serving 
which yeah. I love doing. I just think it adds more dimension to it and it looks kind of more magical like for a kid and you can never have too much edible glitter. I spray that all over it. So it looks really, you know, out special from what you can get at the grocery store. That's what I try to create is like something you're not just going to find at Jewel or Walmart or wherever, you know, it's like, if you want something from me and you want my personal touch, I'm going to get creative with it. And sometimes I'm going to be a little extra and lose sleep, but you're going to like what you get at the end, I hope, you know, and then it's all worth it. Now, as we wrap up here, are there any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners or anything else you feel like um, they should be aware of? Um, find joy in the little things. I think that's something that me and my friends say a lot. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive or luxury or even, you know, a weekend getaway. If getting your nails done makes you happy, go get your nails done. If for me, going on my treadmill, that's like me time. I put my headphones in and I watch a couple videos and it's quiet time. Just me and the humming of my treadmill, then that's a simple joy and something that I can you know, achieve. I think that's important to do daily. Find something, whatever it is, that kind of speaks to your heart and sparks joy and make that a priority. One of my favorite quotes is something along the lines of, every day you should try to make somebody smile, but remember you're somebody too. I tell myself that often you are worth making smile. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so important to remember. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate your time and taking the time to talk with us about your business and advice that you have for moms as well as for entrepreneurs and just to enjoy those simple things in life. And be sure to check out all of Stephanie's awesome creations. And again, I'll put all those links in the show notes for you guys to access. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you so much, Stephanie.